0: Good evening and welcome to another edition of Rev. My name is Lori Enright and we are so excited that you've joined us for the next 30 minutes. At any time, if you have any questions you'd like for us to answer, send us a quick email to Rev, R-E-V at EagleCountryOnline.com. Special thanks to Mark Krimer and our friends at Krimer's Beer House for making the show possible. Visit the Beer House for lunch or dinner seven days a week on State Route 128 in Cleves.
1: Greetings to you again on Sunday night, 7 o'clock. Mother Day was last Sunday. I hope you celebrated with your mom. If you have one here on earth, a lot of us have them in heaven, and we will see them again. Uh, But I want to continue a conversation with one of our great staff members, Anita Reidner. Anita's here. She was here last week. Catch that on the Eagle Country Archives uh, to kind of get the groundwork, the backdrop for what we want to continue to talk about today. Uh, but we are just consider it a privilege for you to gather around the radio, just like maybe old times. Gather around the radio and listen in to Rev. I know we've got some friends and members of Whitewater and people who are thinking about attending at Whitewater, uh, and they listen here first. And if that's you, we would love for you to visit even this Sunday. Check out everything on whitewatercrossing.org on the website, plan your visit tab. Uh, you can find out all about our children's ministry, and you can find out about our student ministry. Anita leads our middle school, high school, and some young adult ministry areas, along with some other great leaders and volunteers. So I've I've invited her back to talk specifically uh, about uh, uh, raising students today in middle school and high school. I think it was Mark Twain that said, when your kids, you know, are, are get to be... Uh, Uh, Young, you put them in a barrel. You feed them through a little knot hole. When they get to be a teenager, you plug up the knot hole. I think that's what Mark Twain said. So he didn't have a good experience, evidently. We have a better experience. We got some all-star students in our church who are not only the church of tomorrow; they're the church of today. They're serving. They're active. I can tell when our students are in the worship service. There's a there's a there's an energy level. There's a there's a, a vitality there. It's a wonderful, healthy thing to see children and students in any church. It means there's life, and uh, but they can be challenging from our perspective as well as parents. So if you are a parent of a student, lean into the radio for the next few minutes. I think we might be able to help you partner with you in helping your child grow up into maturity Because it said about Jesus that, you know, as he grew up, he grew up in stature and in favor with God and man. So he was growing spiritually. He was growing physically. And we don't think about Jesus being a teenager, but he was, you know. So uh, tell us a little bit. Speak to all the parents, Anita, from your educated position, uh, experienced, I know, Uh, You have the ear of people in Eagle Country who have kids or getting ready to have teenagers, perhaps. What words of wisdom might you be able to share with us that would help us uh, do a better job with these kids that may drive us crazy, but we love to death?
2: Well, the first thing I want to say is that been there, done that. Um, I'm a mother of four daughters and uh, the youngest being 23. And there was times I wasn't sure if I wanted to kiss them or choke them. And so it is a hard time for them and is a hard time for you and give them grace and give yourself some grace, too. But I also want to say to you that um, everything that I see and everything that I read it. It states, the, and I know this to be true, that you are the greatest influencer in their life. No matter if their role, they're rolling, They won't try, admit it, won't admit yeah. it right yeah. now. They're going to roll their eyes every time you say something. They're going to act like they don't hear you. They don't care. But that couldn't be further from the truth. All the studies show that your opinion and your influence is the greatest one you that they have in their life. And so I want to encourage you to stay involved in their life. What happens so many times is that when they're little and they need help carrying their stuff into class, and I see this at church, uh, when they become independent at church and check their own selves in, they no longer need a parent to check them in when they get to student ministry. I don't see parents any longer. So there's this false assumption that they're becoming so independent and you're not needed as much. And that couldn't be further from the truth. You need to lean in more so in middle school and high school years than any other time even though they act like they don't want you there. The truth is they really do want you there. And
1: they notice. Oh, they, they may, do they'll notice. Ne- they'll never appreciate it till later. But they know whether a parent is absentee, caring, cruel. Um, present. Even in present. the room,
2: but but Full not present. there, but being present and involved so with So It's him. not
1: odd if you have a multi-level house and the kids' base uh, the rooms in the basement or something. To text them from the same household and say dinner's ready? Is that an odd phenomenon? But,
2: well, it's probably pretty normal <laughs> right. right now. Um, but it something we really need to be looking at. It's not uncommon. Everybody sees it. You go to a restaurant, families are on their phone. They're not engaged. And I read an article uh, recently that absolutely broke my heart. But babies are having detachment issues because mamas, when they're holding them, are on their cells. No way. No Instead way. of looking down into their face, what we once did, just observing them, loving them, and being in the moment, they've become distracted in those moments. So detachment at birth is detachment on up. And so we got to guard ourselves. We don't realize what this is costing us by being so plugged in on the electronics.
1: How how common is uh, is it for parents, dads, or moms to be disengaged to the point where those kids carry a, a father wound or a mother wound with them? I mean, there's probably kids. I'm not talking about abuse, although... I know that. Oh yeah. A curse. Physical Mm -hmm. sexual abuse. and Mm -hmm. So if if anybody's listening, please cut that out. Yeah, please. (laughs) I mean, just stop that. I don't know if you realize what you're doing to your kids. They're going to carry that the rest of their life. But I think kids can get hurt through neglect and abandonment uh, even though they're paying for their school or their bills Mm -hmm. or their car. Is that common? Do you see a lot of that? It
2: is common. I remember, I got a good story that speaks into this. We were doing, um, it was a girls ministry that we were doing, and I had about 10 high school girl or, girls in the room, and the topic was coming up about daddy's little girl, mm-hmm. and I knew that I had some wounded girls in there where dad had left the home, and they were hurting, and I thought, this is really going to be tough for maybe one or two of them, and uh, but as we started into this lesson, all 10 of them were crying. And they began to share. And uh, what I heard is, my dad is there, but he has never told me I'm beautiful. He's never, he doesn't even act like I'm in the room. Mm. And I wish he just noticed me more. And there was only one little girl, or she wasn't little, she's high school, who was crying. And she was crying for them. And she was adopted from another country. And she said, I'm crying because I wish they had my dad. Who sees me and tells me those things. So it's so important that that girls, that boys, I see wounded boys. Boys, it comes out in anger. Mm. when dad's not attentive, mm. or dad mm-hmm. has a high level of what's what a son needs to achieve mm. it comes out with a push and some anger um and so they're hurting as well but they really want that dad that's just going to come up and put an arm around them i think david you see that on father's day there's a lot of wounded men in church on I've, Father's absolutely. Day.
1: i see guys who are men expressing that same rage uh maybe they might um reassign it and reproject through a career to get the blessing of a father they never got so they think the whether it's uh, acquisition of stuff or um you know acquisition of females uh or sports or this uh this huge a- a- uh, aggression uh I, it's it comes out all the time and they don't even know that's the root of it that's why I'm a fan of competent Christian counseling. Mm-hmm. So, you need to kind of know, guys, where's that rage within coming from, and is it a holy anger or an unholy anger? Uh, but they they manifest that in so many ways, and it's kind of probably starts all with dad. So be a good dad, be a good mom. I think sometimes parents beat themselves up because we it's know we're, we're imperfect too. Right. Would you advocate parents sharing? Their experiences growing up as they have this real talk or relationship with their kids?
2: Yes, I I really do. For my own kids, um, I mentioned on the the last episode that I didn't grow up in the church and I'd made a lot of mistakes. So for my own daughters, I've, I've been very open about the consequences, um, but not the dirty details. They don't need to know the images. They just need to know the the choices that you made, that there was a real cost, and don't glamorize it. Um, Let them know that there's still consequences. Sometimes it looks so cleaned up that they don't see there's still a consequence there and that there is a regret. So absolutely, I think you need to be open and real and genuine with with your young people.
1: And I think at the end of the day, those relationships rule i heard someone say that rules without relationships lead to rebellion true and so uh, a lot of parents start with the rules because that's the easiest thing but if you absent relationships it becomes legalistic and kids will rebel mm-hmm. on the other hand all relationship with no boundaries and rules that's going to lead to a sin and a lot of deviant behavior Uh, There's a a difference between amazing grace and abusing grace, and so I think both, it's hard to walk that line as a parent, you know, Um, but I I think, do you see that in people?
2: I do see that, and I think that's what's so good about being in community with other parents is small groups. You know, you get an opportunity to talk about what your kid's going through, what you're going through, because so many people are going through this same thing, or have been there. And so they can come back and share with you. I remember a time when I was packing my kids on my hip, tired, walking into church, feeling exhausted, and an older woman in the nursery said, oh yeah, I remember that. And she just enlightened me and gave me hope in that moment. Of like, you'll be fine. You'll you'll make it through. And, and across the board with teenage years. Teenage years are hard. I, I kind of jokingly have an inside joke, but I think there's some truth to it. It's, I tell my kids, I'm like, hey, look, I don't know what I'm doing here. It's my job to mess you up. You can mess your kids up. <laughs> and <right>. so <laughs> it's like the gift that keeps on giving. We're, I think generally people want to do, parents want to do the best that they can. But the culture sometimes dictates some things to us that aren't the healthiest things for our children. Yeah. Um, we want the best for them. So sometimes we're pushing them especially hard to achieve the best. Um, maybe don't realize that's not their wiring and that they're. Tired in the process, so be careful when you're allowing culture to dictate mm-hmm. your child's plan too.
1: Yeah, or your unfulfilled dreams yes. projected onto that child, I think is 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 hurtful. Uh, I think parents probably, most parents, not all, most parents probably did a better job or do a better job than they think. Mm-hmm. Time will tell that. And I don't care how good a parent you are. There's a certain day or season where the kids think you're dumb, stupid, out of date. Uh, Billy Graham's own son, Franklin, was a rebel, man. I mean, lots of trouble. But now, look at him now. So, you know, never judge your whole story by one chapter. I've learned that in ministry, that God's not done writing your story.
2: And yeah. Billy Graham was kicked out of youth group. They said he was too worldly. How'd that go? How about
1: that? <laughs> That yeah. turned out pretty good. That turned, didn't yeah,
2: it? so I, I look at my teens and go, "Which one's Billy Graham?" Yeah. That one that's driving me crazy is probably Billy Graham. So.
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. that same drivenness, yes. and passion can be rechanneled for an energy oh, for something else, yeah. don't you think? Oh yeah. All right. Uh, any other uh, tips for teenage parents uh, that you could think of? Um,
2: I would say what I see is as young people being fatigued. Help them guide life um you know it's like it's like a baby when you get them you're giving them all the the healthy stuff the peas the spinach when they're first born but the moment you give them those bananas they really don't want the good stuff anymore. It's and it's going to be the same way throughout their life. So when they're little and you're guiding their path and you're setting their schedule and their time, um, it's really, it's easy. But when they start getting a little more freedom, they get to experience a little bit more activity and stuff like that, it can get real cloudy. So I would encourage you to help them set priorities that are good for them, Um Teens are exhausted. They're getting up early to go for conditioning. They're in school all day, sports after school, homework all night. Um, I was talking to one girl who was trying so hard to pass her test that she said she was literally throwing up from the stress of trying to achieve perfect, perfection. Mm. High five them when they're not so perfect because they really think they have to be perfect. And so just help them through that. Give them a health, healthy balance of it's okay not to be perfect. You know it's okay to rest; they don't know how to rest, and I was uh reading something that said that the kids today are driven toward everything comes in speed, everything is fast, fast, mm. fast, fast, fast. Mm. so if it comes slow, it's boring. it's not right. They feel like it's wrong, so, wrong. so help them to slow down mm. and value just being slow, just being in the moment, just being a young person mm. so
1: uh, and, you know, I think if you have a grandparent that lives around you, mm-hmm. lean into that. Uh, this last year I became a grandparent of a teenager for the first time. I cannot believe that. And, <laughs> you know, but I think grandparents have a huge role if their uh, grandkids are teenagers. I heard someone say the reason that kids and grandparents get along so well is they both share a common enemy. <laughs> <laughs> You know, so I think there's some, not just money that can flow from grandparents, but you can almost have surrogate grandparents in a church our size, people who will love on uh, you if you're a student. In fact, this might be a good time to transition there uh, because I, I think there's a word here that you can speak into students who might be listening on Eagle Country. Talk to parents, maybe grandparents if you could say some things to our middle school and high school young adult students who are listening to this radio broadcast tonight on rev maybe their parents made them maybe they they kind of know me and you and they tuned in but what would you say to them uh, this evening
2: um the first thing i would want you to know is that you're priceless and that you matter um life has a way sometimes of making us feel like we've been devalued. And I know it's hard. Uh, right now I tell my young people at church that I really feel like they have the hardest place to go in school with all the influences and all the peer pressures and, and all the trying to measure up. And so I want to tell you that you matter and God loves you. And and you are priceless. And you were born for a purpose and on purpose doesn't matter where you started doesn't matter where your roots come from maybe god birthed you through a mom that's not there or a father that's there that does not matter it hurts but god's plan is not over you were created on purpose for a purpose and i want to encourage you to to look for that to reach for that to not allow anything else to determine your purpose, and your path. And uh, there are so many good things in store for you. Right now, the way you started, maybe you're in a rough spot right now. Maybe you've made some choices. We all have. Maybe some of them are really apparent to people around you, but some of them are internal, and they eat you up. Where you're, where you're at now, where you started, does not determine mm. how you finish. Maybe you've been in a family that's under-resourced and you don't have the things that other people have and your culture is a little bit different than what some of the people in school are. That does not determine who you were meant to be. Push through that. People do care about you. Find the people that care about you and, and, and lean into that. You matter.
1: So when you make mistakes, sometimes I would tell our kids, you might have made a mistake, but you're not a mistake. Never a mistake. That's what I'm hearing you say. You're,
2: you're priceless. Yeah.
1: So there are kids that are getting bullied? Mm-hmm. Would you say that's a true statement? True statement.
2: There are kids that have a target on their back, and, and, and if that is you, um, I I am sorry. I am sorry people don't see your worth and your value. If that is you doing that to someone that you've determined their worth and value, please stop. Mm -hmm. You are tearing them apart. Would you look at them as someone that you could help instead of someone that you can harm? Mm -hmm. This really does have to stop. You could be someone's greatest hero Mm -hmm. if you just step in for them. Mm -hmm. And if that is you that's being harmed, please say something to someone. And if you're an adult out there and they say that, please don't disregard that.
1: Absolutely. And we have a place for hurting people uh, to provide help, hope and a home. I mean, we're all about that on, on student ministry level and adult level. Uh, I kind of think sometimes my adult ministry that I do is really just student ministry for adults. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. Except really for we is. get
2: to eat gross things and run get, through crazy know, stuff, wear yeah. weird snacks. stuff. And better <laughs> snacks. That's yeah. exactly yeah. right.
1: And yeah. uh, that's good. Uh, and I think students have a place to serve. I, I, I think what, what we want to do is create a better uh, environment or pipeline for students to use their gifts in a church, even a church our size. Now, I grew up in a small church. So I got the desire and the calling to preach early on. I was preaching on Sunday morning in my home church when I was like a freshman in we high school. We have
2: we have young men doing that right now.
1: So I mean, it's not too soon never to too soon. to to do that. Uh, but be uh, maybe you're not a person who's bullied, but you're going to be the minister to people. And uh, there's a, a huge the fields are white and the harvest in our middle school and high school areas teachers uh, principals they're longing for help we're getting invited
2: right we've been going into yeah. schools um bridgetown middle school we started a morning bible study mm-hmm. and we'll have 26 to 29 mm-hmm. middle schoolers in a public library with bibles open wanting to know more about jesus and who they are in him um I think that young people are hungry for this. And I do believe, I want to say to you young people, you are the world changers. You, you have it in you. In Psalms 139, it talks about that God knit you together in your mother's womb and he knows you. And here's the really cool. He, he put inside of you a gift that is supposed to be used for his glory you have something amazing in you you just need to tap into it and discover what that is and what david is talking about is we give our young people opportunity to unleash that and to discover who they are. Uh, We have worship leaders, young men playing the guitar. We have worship leaders who are high schoolers singing. We have middle schoolers who are doing our AVL and doing amazing lighting. Our students are like
1: smart in tech. If something (laughs) breaks, I I don't look for an adult. Give me a student. Give me a, give me a, a primary child. Probably they go to Harbortown. Yeah, let's go over and get to Harbortown. That's right. You know, and they're so brilliant on that stuff. Uh, yeah,
2: and that's the wiring I'm talking about. That yeah. is that is in every single one of you to do something great, yeah. and 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 it's not maybe maybe you just start tomorrow with doing something good. Do the next right thing is what I tell my students. Just do the next right thing. Look across and see that kid that is sitting by themselves in the lunchroom. Chances are they have sat like that for years. Mm. Be the one that changes that kid's life. You can do it, it's that simple.
1: It it is, and I think developing those good habits early on is helpful. Mm. Uh, What are some of the habits that you see uh, our students who are kind of moving closer to Jesus and Jesus centered, and kind of uh, they're 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 really progressing spiritually. What are some of the things they do that would be helpful for students and parents of students to hear?
2: Um, the things that I see them doing is they are um, comfortable with who God has made them to be, so they're not as easily influenced as other students are. I did a survey. Uh, it's been a little less than a year ago that surveyed our students anonymously as well as students out of the church and students who only came to church but didn't come to youth ministry. And by far, the survey showed that those who are involved in church and youth ministry um, do not have the desire to be at the party boozing mm-hmm. it up. Um, yeah. They're n- they're less likely to cut self-harm. Um, they're by far making better choices. They have greater faith that yeah. even though it may be hard, they're going to get through it. They have hope, and so the things I see is that is more positive outlook on life, and that they're willing to step into challenges, knowing that they may not have it all figured out, but God is going to to help them get through it. In school, they're typically the leaders, and so we try to build on that. Uh, we are we are, we believe all about empowering young people, so we build on that. They have great reputations in school amongst leaders amongst their teachers and superintendents they can spot, um, them. They can spot yeah. them they're leaders in their community yeah. um, they're just doing the right things they're not perfect teenagers because they're still teenagers but they're doing right things and they have less consequences because they they have learned earlier on who they are and whose they are
1: You know, it just takes some of us a long time to figure out that what is in the Bible, especially the New Testament, is for our good. Right. God not only loves us, he likes us, and he wants us to improve and be spared from pain. He's not above providing situations where consequences occur to get our attention, but it's because he loves us that he disciplines us. So it's not because he hates us. But the sooner you learn these lessons, the better. That the longer you wait, the the more consequence there is, and the higher price to pay. I think.
2: Amen. My my pre-Christ resume would show exactly that. Right.
1: <laughs> tune in last week yeah. for that, and because <laughs> uh, that's that's powerful too. And I, I think uh, you know I worked in high school. That's when I started working. Uh, probably before you were even allowed. I was mm-hmm. you know sacking groceries in a grocery store mm-hmm. and. I think I had more money then than I have now, but uh, my parents didn't buy me a car. They said, "If you want a car, you save up and get it. We'll help you with the insurance." But and I didn't like that, you Mm -hmm. know. But I valued the car a lot better. Um, So there's so many lessons, and I think that 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 if you're listening and you're a student, you've got to trust your parents. I mean, I have a you not me. You don't have perfect parents. They've got to trust you. Trust has to flow. We move in families at the speed of trust. And the same thing is true with God the Father. We tend to see him through the lens of our earthly father or our earthly mom. And uh, so that's why it's important to get uh, the trust and the love and the relationship built. And uh, if you're listening to Eagle Country and you're struggling, I mean, we have some help and some hope.
2: Right, Join us yes. at Whitewater Students. Come to the union. I can guarantee you you'll be loved and accepted there. And I know that when you come through the door as a young person, it's always awkward the first time. Anytime sure. you walk into a place, yeah. it's scary. Um, I always say, give, me, give us three times. I say, give me three times because I'm mm. usually in your face. Sure. But <laughs> <laughs> no, I say, give us three times. And we are weird. We don't apologize. We're yeah. weirdly fun that way. Yeah. So give us three times before you make a royal judge on if this is the place for you but I I pretty much feel that if you'll give it three times you'll find a place where you will feel loved Mm -hmm. like you have never been loved before where there is someone that's I have grown boys that I've been sitting on the stage because they didn't have a mama figure in their life Mm -hmm. and he was sick and he laid his head over in my lap just for me to caress his head you will find the mama figure the daddy figure the brother figure you will find the figures that you need to support you in this life and we all need each other. I Absolutely. need people. Lori, Dave needs people. Absolutely. So there's no shame in knowing that there's something missing. But that's I'm true. telling you, and I'm inviting you to come find it. It is yeah. good.
1: That's that's good words. Well, let me pray, and then just kind of sum up our show. Does yep. that sound good, Lori? Mm-hmm. God, thanks for Anita, her ministry. Uh, I pray for her. What a good colleague and partner she is. Thank you for Lori, my on-air partner here, and mm-hmm. all that she does to Get the word out. I think this message that we've talked about this week and last Sunday night on Rev, so critical. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would help just the right thoughts and words travel through these airwaves to listening and willing ears who are hurting, who need help and hope and a home in Jesus Christ. I think that's why you brought us to this community and why you brought us individually to this world. So be with our students Mm -hmm. at Whitewater Crossing be with our adult leaders who are helping them. And thank you, God, for uh, just uh, letting the church be the church and providing grace instead of disgrace. So I pray for healing to occur in families that may be listening to this who need to take the next right step and do what Anita said. Just make their next right step in action the best it can be, the next right thing. And we're praying for that. So, God, thanks again for uh, another opportunity to speak into people's lives. I don't take that for granted. Mm-hmm. We don't. And uh, I pray that people would uh, uh, say thank you to God. Thank you to Mark Kreimer and Kreimer's Beer House for sponsoring this. I th- we're claiming that lives will be changed because of it. And so right. we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Boy, this has been fun. Uh, you know, summer's here. I mentioned that last week. There's lots of things you could do with your time, uh, but we're thankful today uh, that you invited us into your heart and your home or your car or the deck or wherever you happen to be listening to this online. Uh, And we'd love to have you visit Whitewater Crossing. It's not a perfect church. It's kind of the perfect church for imperfect people. And, uh, if you if you do find a perfect church out there, could you do me a favor don't join it. You'll you'll mess it up. Okay? So we're all in this life together just trying to get better, trying to get closer to each other. And uh I think for some reason God has given us favor out there on 128 and we'd love for you to come and visit any weekend and be a part of that. Uh just get off the exit, go by Crymer's Beer House if you're coming that way. And uh, take a right and come down. If you're coming up 50, turn left at the Kroger there, and you'll find, a I think, a good cup of coffee, a good word, mm. and a good friend. So till next Sunday night at 7, on behalf of Lori and Anita, and my name's David, we'd love to have you then any week. God bless you. See you next time.
0: Thank you so much for joining us tonight on Rev. David and I pray that this show has revved up your life, your faith, and your work week. Find out more about Sunday service times, youth programs, and how to plan your visit to Whitewater Crossing at whitewatercrossing.org and click on the New Here tab. Our show is blessed by Crimer's Beer House on State Route 128 in Cleves. I'm Lori Enright. Please join us next Sunday at 7 p.m. for Rev with Pastor David Vaughn only on your hometown radio station, Eagle Country 99.3.